Do you want to lead into that? I can talk about how the weed screwed up. No. Is it screwed up? I just read uh, that LCBO is going to have 150 stores. Definitely a problem. To sell weed. Yeah, you don't think that's screwed up? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Why can't I buy weed and why can't I buy alcohol at the same place? Why am I doubling my infrastructure costs? Oh, you mean you you should sell at the same place? Of course they should. If I want to get messed up on weed, which I wouldn't, but if I did, or if I wanted to drink alcohol, I should be able to buy that at the same place, safe, convenient, infrastructure already in place. Don't make my tax dollars hire part-time workers at 26 26 hours a week, making part-time no benefits. Keep the same people, give them full-time. Win-win, lower the cost of weed. Ah, I like it. Look at that. That's pretty good. Running from air. Running from air. Featuring. (laughs) Live from the Dutch Hall featuring Ben Perry. Future Norfolk County Mayor. Ben Perry. Oxford County. I think that worked out great. Yeah, Oxford. That's the opening right there. We'll cut it all that shit at the beginning (laughs) to the. Get rid of that. Go his his really smart thing he said there. (laughs) And then. That's uh, the opening. And then play the song. Cool. Right? Go. One, two, three, four. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> what? Sure. It is. After week, 199 weeks, as a matter of fact, we've got together here in a in a pool shed in Pine Grove, Ontario, to make the greatest podcast ever to come out of Norfolk County. Sure did. And the and uh, uh and you know what? Week after week, I normally fill it up with like drunk comedians and 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 uh, people that uh, frankly our audience has just gotten tired of, you know. <laughs> but one but once in a while. Once in a while, I bring in a treat for my band, the Nocturnal Emissions, right? Sure did. I bring in some other uh, other musicians, and they can run around in a park and play together, sniff each other's butts and stuff. It's great fun. <laughs> it's great fun. Tonight's one of those nights we have in some great guests. But you know what? There's only one way that we can uh, get to talk to them, you Michael. Celebrate them. How is it? Uh, theme song? 
hours it in. Welcome everybody live from the Dutch Hall, the greatest podcast ever to come out of a pool shed in Norfolk County, uh, Pine Grove, Ontario, that's what it is. And why are we that? Because we have the greatest band in podcast history, The Nocturnal Emissions. Yeah, big band tonight, big band. Today is a big band, a super group, The Nocturnal Emissions, comprised of, uh, I would say, a culmination of the original Nocturnal Emissions and uh, Red Party Pirates, I think. Yep. You took the best of them together. You formed the super group called also the Nocturnal Emissions. <laughs> right, you're swallowed up within the great band of the Nocturnal Emissions. And today it's comprised of Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar. Hey, beside him, we have our band leader, Michael Bow. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, beside him, returning again, uh, my great friend, the man that writes the music for the show, Dave the Rooster Charters is here, everybody. And now comes uh, our bass player. Normally we have Whiskey Wes Haggins, who's not here tonight, but we've got a, a great replacement. He's uh, He gave a spewed wisdom at the beginning of the show. Ben Perrier is here. Hey. Hey, long time On the bass. First time caller. <laughs> yeah, popping his cherry in the Dutch Hall. Now beside him, we have one of a, a long-time friend of life from the Dutch Hall, a, 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 a jacket-worthy guest. He He's been here enough times. This is his first time we've let him come Without his safety blanket, Tyler Shazma. <laughs> He's Braden Akuman. He's here, everybody. Hey, yeah. And on percussion tonight, we have uh, another newbie to live from the Dutch Hall. Rounding out on percussion, we have Kev Bo- Kevin Belanger is hey, here. And serving drinks tonight is our bartender, what every good podcast needs. My brother, Paul Van Dyke, is here. Hey. Paul's waiting to nail it tonight. He's got a big job tonight. He's running the game at the end of the show. Fucking on the ball. I see it. Oh, I like it. It was entertaining the first hour. That's the best it's been since. Yeah, you invited musicians. It's fun. Pretty good jam. And I am your host, two-time President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. (laughs) Two-time. Let's get this show on the road. Hey, we did it. Yeah, that was good. I faltered a bit in the opening. I, I got to admit, sure did. I, didn't, well, I faltered. I had some technical difficulty over here too. My phone. I went to look down for the lyrics, and my phone was black. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fucking racist. I don't know the words to that song. <laughs> Your phone was. Uh, you mean that not the a screen. racist way, like the Steve phone would say. screen was black, <laughs> like it yeah. wasn't lit up, Stephen. Oh. Right. It was dark. I don't see your point. <laughs> it was <laughs> works twice better? as hard no, on half the not battery. Really. That's not better at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> twice as hard. That's a good joke. And uh, you know, uh, anyways, I want to say we went to a concert this week. Uh, I wanted to get it out of the way yeah, early. Did we ever? I'm getting it out of the way early because it's something to do with the band. Usually we start the show out with something to do with the band. This week, most of the band, with the exception of Steve. Yeah, that's right. And Wes, who's not here, mm-hmm. but Dave. 
Mike and myself went to go see Queens of the Stone Age, and uh, open the opener was Royal Blood, and it was this week at the Air. Uh, it was at uh, Budweiser. Budweiser yeah, stage. Now. What's the it called? Amphitheater was Budweiser stage. Amphitheater, yeah. Yeah. The old Molson Amphitheater was another Budweiser stage. Bud stage, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So that's the bats then, that bought it then. Or whatever. Yeah, it's just, all a bunch of just shit different now. Different beer now. Yeah. Why can't they just call it something different that's not sponsored? Because you can't run anything. It's no. It's it's like uh, impossible to yeah. even get yeah. people to go out anymore. Isn't that true, guys? Like you guys are musicians. Yes. And so, do you find it's like impossible to get people to go out anymore? Brady, yeah. you travel all around to, uh, and and do con. I was saving this for later in the show, but I, I'm too curious. Because uh, you uh, you travel all around now. Who's going out to the shows? Like who's when you look out at your show, you travel with McCartney years, right? Yeah. So that being said, it is uh, there there's is, a lot of reading glasses. You're skewing older, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's swiping right on forty and above. But the thing about that, but think about that that demographic is that yeah. they're the ones that still that were used to going out. Yeah, that's how you got your entertainment. Yeah, that's how you got your. And now I don't I don't know if the if the younger generation. Um, has the same incentive to go out. Mm-hmm. You know uh, it's I mean? all on your phone or your. Yeah, it's easier to get on your phone, and you get hassled for, like, uh, you can't drink. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, as a as a as a country boy, you know, you you can't drink. Right. Because you have to go. Dri- you have to drive home. You can't take a cab. You mm-hmm. know, usually. Or Greater whatever. distance to go. But uh, in a city, I guess you could still drink. A cab take, or Uber. Or yeah, Uber or something. Hitchhike. <laughs> Do you ever hitchhike before? Really? Have you picked up a hitchhiker? I have. What? Uh, why? What? Per, what uh, was the compelled what you <laughs> to pick up a hitchhiker? I was going the same direction as him. <laughs> he, had a, did you? he had a sign. He looked honest. Like that's the first thing you got to judge. How do they look? You, right. You judge the book by the cover. Yeah. Where and you have like one second <laughs> to judge that book. Where, where can he hide the knife? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I picked up uh, three hitchhikers in my life, and I remember all three of them. The first one was a man and his son, and uh, they had fishing poles. And I'm like, oh, this is something stupid, right? They locked their keys in their car. I had to get a ride home to get their set of keys. It was an easy one, slam dunk, layup, you know, like a real easy one to consider. You're going to pick up that hitchhiker. Anyone's going to do that, right? Second one, guy I went to grade school with. Turns out he strung out on drugs at the time. <laughs> And I uh, recognized him that he went to grade school with me, but he was, like, wandering with a, Go figure. a, a glassy look in his eye on the side of the road. I said, I recognize him. I'm like, oh, I'll pick that guy up. I went to grade school with him. And uh, so that was easy, too. Third one, I take some pride in, right? I'm driving, I'm driving uh, towards Brantford. I see two, uh, two uh, large Jamaican guys on the side of the road uh, looking like the saddest two motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. Like sad, sad look on their face, but giant, intimidating characters, like really dark skin black people with like big muscular guys, you know, like the the type that you that you would if you had a prejudice, you'd be afraid of, you know what I mean? But you could tell they were sad by their body language. <laughs> they were so dejected. You could tell these guys looked like they were fucked, right? Like there was something <laughs> in their faces that were just like they had been turned on by every car for God knows how long. Like they just looked like beat up, you know. Okay. So I just felt pity, and I had to stop and pick him up. And the guys, even the guys, said to me, "Like, who? Why the hell would you pick us up? You know, like, because they're like, no, we thought now nobody we're kill you. Yeah, nobody would ever pick us up. No, they were screwed, man. Those guys. They need. I, I think I gave them a lift right to Hamilton. Oh, just yeah. escaping Bosey's farm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, could have been. No, so far so good this year. 
Yeah, but so far no stabbings. I got through with all three of them unscathed. Good. Though that one kid that with the fishing pole, uh, you know, he was giving me the stink eye. Ooh, he probably had a knife. Yeah, or at least a hook. Cut, yeah, at least a hook. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I noticed one thing at the concert we went to, because we were talking about, uh, I guess, the younger generation, millennials. When, right. we, when we got there early, we got good time. And uh, people were lined up to get in the gates. Right. And I'm looking at what gate it is, and uh, I had no problem with general admission. Okay, you want to see Royal Blood, fucking awesome band. I Probably my favorite band for sure right now. Uh, no problem, general admission. But people are lined up in the in the two hundreds. People that have paid like a hundred bucks for seats are lined up to get into this concert like an hour before the band's gonna come on. Yeah, and then up. they run to the seats. Yeah, yeah. That was I, weird. I, couldn't understand I don't think that's that changed. Uh, I hear stories like my mom would tell a Genesis, and she would be running with the crowd, of running like, in there. What she felt like five hundred into like Rogers Center. And you wanted to get to the front of the stage to be able to see your favorite band. I, I don't think that's changed. No, would you, would you trip a child? <laughs> well, maybe, but no. But I get, yeah, but you were in the seat, so yeah, you I get that. That, that wasn't the point. The general admission, like I get that you want to be the, the general first. admission. But side. like when you've paid for the seat and you're running to yeah, it, like these that, people that's weird. Their, yeah, if, there's, weird. if it's that's a weird. seated situation, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I was yeah. like, this is weird. You've paid like the gra- people in the grass at the. It's it's even weirder that the uh, promoters didn't actually consider that. Yeah. In the first place, they're not because of the band though. Running to the seats, they're running for the 1050 beers. They want to be the first. <laughs> exactly. oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe that that's be. what it was. I don't know. You know, we uh, we uh, took our took our seats like the, we uh, we gave the tickets. Yeah. And uh, we walked to our seats, and uh, they were good seats. Yeah, they looked yeah. good. Yeah. And Mike was bragging about the seats too. Like, yeah, good seats. Happy with the purchase. Happy with the yeah. purchase. Yeah. And then, and we looked at them. I wasn't uh, uh, unappreciative, Michael. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I I didn't sit in my seat for even a second, I stood in front of my seat for about one second, second, looked at charters and said, uh, you want to go for a walk? And uh, because these seats to me were just, it just didn't seem like uh, it was the time. It was a placeholder. Yeah, to consider them, you know. So we went to the front, right up against the rail, right? Uh, uh, Not uh, before general mission. Right, as far as we could go. As far as us as seat people could go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Row one. Right. <laughs> Sat there, watched the opener, had a great time. Yeah, they were amazing. Yeah, no, nothing in front of us. It was awesome. Uh, the one time, I remember when the uh, security guard was yelling at me, and then, uh, but she couldn't do nothing because she was way down at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, you're like uh, five feet above her. She just <laughs> yeah. pointed. She's like pointing pointed and yelling at me. At me. Uh, Finger like, wag. I will get to it. I will get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, the, uh, but then uh, we went to... We watched the opener. Had to watch the whole opener. No one uh, bothered us. Yeah, tons of room. Then uh, we went up and uh, we got our a drink between acts. Went right back uh, to our seats, quote unquote seats, <laughs> right where we uh, uh, just walked right past them again, and then went but to the front and watched the whole closer. Yeah. And I think the people who own the seats behind us may have been there. I, I don't think know. They just let it be. <laughs> yeah, I think at that point in time, yeah. like it was just too. We were having fun. So yeah, just let us what, have their seats. What is the rule though? Like, if I go to a concert and I, you know, paid good money, you paid good money, and a song yes. comes on that you really like, and you know you got maybe a couple geriatrics behind you, and you want to stand. Like, you stand. You stand. stand. You bought the real estate. Absolutely. Yeah, you bought the real yeah. estate. Is that how? It goes? Yeah, you bought the real estate. That's the way I look at it, man. Like, okay. if you're at the show, and I understand it's cu- courtesy. Uh, we told a story on the show. Remember that one time? Yeah. That always reminds me of this one time we went to see Stan Roberts in London, and there was this guy in a wheelchair, like a paraplegic, right? Paraplegic. 
couldn't even like move his head nothing right and in the chair head up unresp like no response like terry shivel kind of like thing right like yeah. it was unfortunate it was yeah right we're standing in front of this person and uh so we are blocking the person's view if it wasn't looking at the ceiling which it was right and i say it i should which, say which they were i don't know if it was a guy or a girl that's it's a I human you say gender neutral which, use yeah. they or there I don't understand how it's they if it's one person. Yeah. I understand people tell me I'm supposed to say they, referring to a he sh or she when I get mixed up with what I should say he or she. They say say they. Well, how is that's two people. That's plural. But you never offend anyone who has bipolar. Right. It's a safe measure. I'm so sick of these fucking rules, man. It's, <laughs> it's so hard. It's confusing, right? You know what's and you know what it is it is too with these with these rules is that it they're worse. These the people that make these rules that tell you how you're supposed to talk, they're actually more prejudiced than the people before. Right. Right. The rules that they put up, like uh, the thing we bitched about last week about the comics, they say if you only do a show if you're like, uh, uh, they don't want white straight males anymore. You know, they, there's only so many slots for them, and then the rest of them diversity. Yeah. Right, because they want to encourage diversity. Yeah. But essentially, what they're doing is is like, a po uh, is segregating people. Right. They're being less inclusive, not more. By doing it, they're actually uh, yeah. undoing all the good that the that the former generation did. Yeah, they're, ma they're sorry, they're making a point of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they're making a problem where there's no problem, and it's always, they're always defending people that aren't asking to be defended, too. It's like uh, it's if I want to tell a joke about a black person, let's say, right? And there's a black person in the room. That black person, nine times out of ten, is gonna laugh at the joke if it's funny, right? But uh, because it's a joke. Because it's a joke, and they get it. And you're in a place where that's what you're doing. A safe space. You're yeah. Racism. Yeah. <laughs> you're at the joke Not house. racism, but a good joke. It's like if I tell a good joke that's at Charter's expense, right? And I say I, I point Charter's out because I've, I've made fun of him the most in my life of anyone I've known. And uh, Charter's, you understand if it's a good joke and I've got the better of you, that that's funny, right? Yeah, it's a joke. It's a joke, right? Even yeah. though it totally makes you look like a complete fuckhead, right? <laughs> That joke I did, yeah. right? I don't even remember what they were. I think as long as the jokes aren't hateful about whatever whoever you're talking about, then it's not. Oh, they're pretty hateful against you. It's not racism. <laughs> well, I'm not talking yeah. about me. Oh, but the joke about the black guy. You know? Oh, the black guy. No, what I'm saying, yeah. But the point about the black guy is that the people defending the black guy would be white people. They would be like white entitled liberals. White that, guilt. That are feeling bad about yeah this uh, themselves, and then they they create a rule saying you can't say black anymore because blacks offend them offensive to black people, and the black people are like oh, I was kind of cool with that one. It was cool. Sounds better than white. It sounds better than African American. It's a mouthful. Mm. It, I always think like uh, the <laughs> Aboriginals. When you think about Aboriginal, what do you call them? I call them Indigenous Peoples of North America. There you go. Safe. Awesome. But I have to think about that. <laughs> what is up with that? Formerly so from Asia. Ben, you really call them Indigenous Peoples of North America every time you refer to them? That's HR policy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a real job, Ben? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what it's coming right off of you. It's I, like, I got a part-time job, too. They teach you how to speak. Uh, Do you work for a corporation? Can you say that, or is that... No, it's okay. I'll leave it alone. Talk about it. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. Uh, corporation. We're incorporated, but yeah, it's a it's a fairly large company. Oh yeah, but like publicly traded versus non. No, 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 no IPO. None of that. Oh, Family okay. owned. Oh, okay, yeah, that's good. See, and that was the original point of the beginning of the show when we were talking about uh, the weed thing, right? I wanted to bring up the point about in Ontario, like Canada, uh, weed is becoming legal in 2018. It's like, so next Jan, next July 1st, what? Canada Day. Just a few months away. 
Yeah, like 10 months or whatever away, weed will become legal. So Ontario. Canada Day? Why make a point of doing it on Canada Day? Honestly. Awesome. I don't know. I thought all about now. I thought for sure they would have done it on 420 because it was so so freaking like uh, hack. Why not like January 1st or the first of the fiscal year or something like? Yeah, that would make sense. But no, they did it on Canada Canada Day because it's Trudeau. This is a guy this week that was I saw him on the news. He was dressed like Woody from Toy Story. I swear to God, (laughs) he was uh, in a cowboy hat and a fucking uh, like a cowboy shirt. It was like fucking. Oh, There's wh- a snake in my boot. Yeah, why? Because he was in Calgary. <laughs> I was like, what the? F- why? Because he was in Calgary. He's a cowboy when he's in Calgary. Ooh. When he's out in the Maritimes, he's putting on his fishing boots. Yucca, yucca, yucca. <laughs> he's a fucking pandering fool, is what he is. Like, I mean, we this is old time like bullshit politics. Only old dumb people would be fooled by the fucking <laughs> pandering asshole that he is, right? That's like when Hillary Clinton put on the fake Southern drawl. Yes. Did you ever see that? Yes. That's yeah. Or fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, what do they say? I ain't no. Yeah, too tired. And you're like, holy shit, man. So how do you beat the system? No, I don't know. As long as it works, I don't know how people are going to, how people are going to stop doing it. You know, as long as the, as long as there's always douchebags out there that are going to preach to by other douchebags and then it's going to, those, they're going to continue to think, feed themselves, you know? I think there's just two, there's just different classes or types of people or my strains of or uh what do you call it uh trains of thought you know people have different mindsets you know but I, and I, those people find each other and the rest of them are going to seem ridiculous to the other ones you know what i mean i think it's kind of a, a mind control by the chinese think about it this way like 19 you're you mean bra- like wait, wait. you mean like climate change yes the harp system look it up it's turning to alex jones real quick <laughs> right, right. But no black helicopters but, but the whole idea is if you think about it you have dulled kids dulled per- productivity if you don't use it right some people use it as a tool here we are today um not me personally but we use it as a tool and the problem is if you get the kids young enough smoking that you're gonna get whooped like they're gonna bring in these cases the immigrants in they're gonna beat your kids i don't why why, say it again okay the whole thing because i lost you okay (laughs) oh yeah i'm gonna ramble okay but here's the idea dulled kids dulled productivity lost jobs from weed, you mean? From weed, for sure. Man. Oh, okay. Kids don't know how to balance it. It's like I'm 19. I work at Subway. Yeah, that's don't have a car, live at very, home, but I smoke true. weed. Like, right, right, right. I think, I think that. Uh, uh, what are you saying, Kev? It's an, it's an excessive. You know, it's like booze, but there's no hangover. You can keep doing it and doing it, and there's no real bad side effect at the time. And it's yeah. something that you. It's you wake not up with really. Cancer? Yeah, yeah. Until you wake up and you're, you know, brain dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just have. And like it does have an effect on you if you. Do it long enough from a young age, like it does. So make it. 37. I agree. Make it thirty-seven. That's when you can start buying weed. You should got be 20. nothing else. Productivity. It's a downward slope. Thirty-seven. Everyone can start smoking weed. It should be twenty. Well, you know what else is a productivity uh, drainer? Sorry, what's? It? I was just gonna say, uh, it should be the age limit should be twenty-five because that's when your brain is fully developed, mm-hmm. and that's what yeah, kind of the big issue. That's the yeah, science. Yeah, yeah Ontario said nineteen, was, which yeah. was on the uh, cons- which was on the uh, risky side. Yeah, which I was surprised yeah. at. So they obviously don't care. They want the consumers to be there. They want their tax the, money. The right? money. Yeah. And they only want it to be through the LCBO so they can have a, a monopoly on weed yeah. sales like they have. A, they had a monopoly on liquor sales. But they're giving up their monopoly on liquor sales For to the world. grocery stores. Yeah. And, and yet on the same side, they're starting a new monopoly when they've realized monopolies aren't fair and don't encourage the best practices in our economy. But they still want to start a new monopoly in 2007 or 18. <laughs> They're going to start a new monopoly on cannabis. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. And as far, far as um, 
infrastructure goes. There is infrastructure already in the form of dispensaries that exist in all the cities. And these dispensaries, they decided they're going to like now shut them down uh, and spend God knows how much money in, in uh, law enforcement to, shut, to chase these businesses down that are by all, all respects acting in a way that should be legal. Mm-hmm. They're conducting business. They're paying taxes. They're doing all the things they should be doing. Stay out of it, government. Yeah. You don't have to be involved in every fucking aspect of it. They just want to. They're they're a corporation like any other corporation that services themselves and not people, not human beings. And I think that's a sh- it's shameful. Yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate because the mom and pop businesses that are doing good with yeah. that are getting fucked over hard right now, right? Yeah, and this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for like regular people, like the other, yeah. like the ninety eight yeah, percenters exactly. or whatever we are that aren't the amongst the like entitled to sit there and have an opportunity to make money where they normally wouldn't and they're already good at it like let them continue you look at jack daniels or like or not i don't know about jack daniels but all the liquor guys you know back from like after prohibition Thanks, Bobby. there's like uh like a uh, uh sleeman's you know how they show sleeman's commercials a brewery out of guelph they um they they brag about their history of like selling bootleg and booze right. to al capone and all the rest of it and then they became respectable businessmen because they like joined a legal I- I- industry. Well, the government's gonna like almost like take all that away, like not allow these people, sh- like old criminals and stuff, to clean their act up, become like new philanthropists in the community, and like sink the money. But you know they will do a lot of good for everyone when they get sticking rich from weed. Think about you know the industrial aspect of it. You know if you want to grow marijuana, you have to go through. Let's say I'm making this number up, 26 agricultural producers. So let's say you want to have some marijuana, you want to have a farm, you want to sell it. Okay, cool. You got to sell to these 26 who are selling to LCBO apparently. So I've got a new idea. So the idea is this: it's kind of like a community co-op. So I believe in something, you believe in something. We meet every Tuesday. So I can grow four plants. So that's great. Four plants. Think how many people don't smoke, but it's their legal right to grow it. Right, right. So what I would like to do is take it as a donation to my cause. Now, this donation, which comes non-taxable and I give you a tax receipt on, goes back into the system. I sell it to shoppers. I'll pay my taxes a, a religious offering in a non-commercial building as opposed to, you know, selling it in the industrial market. So if I can grow four plants, why can't I sell that? Right, right. I'm buying the seeds from the government. They're controlling the actual seed itself, so I'm not growing some. Yeah, but you can only grow for personal consumption, right? That's the only. That's, that's the, the, the kicker, right? That's the problem. Yeah. You know, you want to cut welfare? Start letting them grow and sell their own weed. If I knew this rule was the case, I would have had more kids, because uh, I know they're going to live with me for a long time, <laughs> and I would raise them not to smoke weed, and, but I would like to smoke all their weed. All their weed. All their weed. Just confiscating. Just four plants worth. Makes sense. Yeah. I heard an interesting point about um, recovering alcoholics um, who rely on pot to get them through their uh, their addiction will now have to go to the LCBO, which is, you know, trigger <laughs> land for an alcoholic to go uh, get their pot. You know what I like, I think, is the crazy thing is that they keep talking about what they're going to do with uh, drinking and smoking, mm. right? Like it's going to be a new thing. Mm-hmm. That just starts it's next fun. year. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, freedom. We need to figure this out before it becomes legal. Why? Because we don't have to worry about it when it's illegal, and the same amount of people are going to be smoking exactly. weed. The big problem that I find is um, the rules right now. The roadside test of saliva test. Look, someone may be not me, a smoker, and let's say I smoked. I don't know every day for a month, three days prior to getting pulled over for going 20 over. Here's right. the problem. They want to pull me out and take a blood sample. I got to give it to them, or I got to get a really good lawyer who could tell them that I refuse to give a sample because I'm not going to test positive. I'm going to probably test pretty high. 
And what they want to do right now with the drinking and driving limits is go, okay, if you smoked weed within two hours, well, that's great. There may be person A and person B. Now, person B is 350 pounds and smokes 18 joints a day. Person A smokes one joint one day, and they're about Braden size. And so the idea is that they'll be tranquilized like a moose. So how do you determine how if they're high? That's my problem. Yeah, well, I just I, I think uh, if you know anything about smoking weed, if you <laughs> no. smoke a lot of it, uh, it doesn't work as good. So, like, uh, for a person that uh, would be a chronic every day, like, wake up because of whatever ailment they have, let's say they have, like, anxiety or something like that, and they're just trying to take it to cool their anxiety, and every morning they wake up and they do it, it doesn't get them high ever. It just maintains their, like, composure so they can get through their fucking day and not kill someone, right? The haze. Yeah. And uh, that that in itself, uh, it, it, it doesn't impair your ability to drive, but if a... If a person never smoked before was to consume that same amount of weed that was in that person they would be like not fit to drive you know because so how do you judge tolerance and and they don't do that for alcohol now why would they do it for weed and therefore you're going to be treating everybody even a person taking their medicine to to, you know that doesn't have any sort of ill side effects no more than you would if you took lorazepam or some one of those Stupid, uh, you know, uh, Tiger Woods drugs. Tiger, well, tell you, exactly, yeah. Or the countless amount of p- painkillers and shit that are prescribed and people are driving around on those sh- things, right? So, I mean, I think that it's a it's a issue that's bigger than like the legality of weed has nothing to do with the issue of drinking and smoking. It's not going to become more prevalent or or anything. It's it's a it's a it has nothing to do with the legality of it. That's why I don't understand why it's an issue at all. They should be looking at then the how to test people for like popping pills and driving because that's terrible too, right? Or like smoke or snorting coke mm-hmm. and driving. Does that affect your driving? Does anyone know? You I'm looking at, at Braden. You looked at me. I'm looking right at Braden, like because he's uh, <laughs> no comment. I don't know. <laughs> no. If the NSA is listening. Sorry, Braden. You're just uh, standing in <laughs> front of me. I assume I assume they just drive faster. What? You probably just drive faster and to know, nowhere fast. in particular. No, no. Yeah, maybe you go through good. steering wheels way more quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Motley Crue kickstart my heart at full. Oh, yeah, kickstart my heart. <gasps> so I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I had to play my kids a Motley Crue song because uh, my daughter was playing a song on the piano. And I'm like, that sounds a lot like Motley Crue. And she's like, what? And then uh, like, <laughs> who? Who are you talking about? <laughs> It was... Uh, Did you show her? Yeah, I had to play the video. Sweet hair. <laughs> home sweet home. Was it feathered hair? What? Did they have feathered hair? Like oh, teased yeah. hair? It was ridiculous. I, said, I, was, I was showing the video to Home Sweet Home, and I was like, uh, this was uh, how rock and roll used to be. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like, it was really ridiculous. Everyone wore tight pants, feathered guys, their hair, wore makeup. They got laid like crazy, though. It was awesome, man. <laughs> and they... Uh, they uh i like uh, i watched the oasis documentary and they they said like they were caught up in that whole like rock and roll they wanted when they became big they wanted to be like rock and roll stars you know so they wanted to throw a like tv out the window or whatever you know do something like that so they trashed like hotel rooms and stuff like that i feel like liam is still that yeah yeah. you hear his interviews he's promoting a new album he's still the same way well it worked for him yeah so why would he stop being that way you know it's like what do you what do you think though like if you like I love the story Braden tells about uh, how you you were playing in a gig in in um, Delhi, right? Is this you? I'm not sure. 
And uh, you made sure, even though you're from Norwich, which is a 10-minute drive from Delhi, yeah. that you stayed at the Del Motel because oh, yeah. you wanted yeah. to be a rock Ben and Braden. I don't think Braden tells the story. <laughs> and the old high school uh, music teacher. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a good time. He's probably not listening. So we played a gig down at the Belgian Hall, and uh, our music teacher, our mentor, before he was... Um, not incarcerated, but stripped of his professional accreditation. <laughs> he, came, he came out. He came out to party with us, and we just had this cheap, like I was what, like fifty-five bucks. Like it was dirty if for that, the three. If I was gonna say, was that much? No, no, we had. Yeah. Two, we were classy. We had one hundred ten bucks. We got two rooms. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just in case. Big spending. <laughs> but it, it had to occur to you at that point in time when you're already in this fantasy of living the life of staying at the Dell Motel, right? <laughs> Because you, ju- you just played a gig, you're at the hotel room. You must have considered trashing that hotel room. It had to come up, didn't it? And you're like, at least. Uh, now we're too baked. No. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. Because in the, uh, in, in like, uh, Michael, if in your, like, like, because you're also, you know, like, have these rockstar fantasies, right? Fantasies, that's about it, yeah. Is that part of it? Trashing hotel room. Uh, I can say I've, I've I've only done it once, and just because uh, <laughs> bad bad gig and you trashed a hotel room. Yeah, fuck yeah, Adam Hill. What gig? Yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, what gig was that? Uh, we played uh, a buck and doe down in like Forest. It was our worst fuck. It, w- you ask anybody else in Crown Alliance, the worst gig we ever played. We went and we drove all this way, played three songs. Went back to our hotel oh, yeah, and they trashed it because we were like, "Fuck! What a waste of time!" <laughs> so we got just drunk and we were idiots, right? Young, young yeah, yeah. Men. But that's, yeah, I've done it. <laughs> Did you get it. like a bill? No, no bill. Yeah. It was just, just trash hotel room. We yeah, got to it was leave. A shit hotel, anyways. Yeah, it's, definitely. You're you're not making much money. So no, you know what? Yeah. like I got a budget here. Like <laughs> by the time I spend booze, by the time we break up the money in the band, like I'm coming up negative anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's Paris. reduce this with the crappy place. Yeah, yeah, sure. exactly. I just want a place to lay my head and right. Yeah, when we were at Bushstock, we were, uh, yeah, you guys uh, or Braden and Kevin worked uh, the sound at Bushstock and yeah. did a great Cheers job. Cheers to of you it. fellows! Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. fucking awesome. Excellent job. And the sound company that actually. Yeah, we, I, should, I should clarify. <laughs> yeah, I should clarify. I was the production manager. Braden was the assistant, and we had a crew assistant that to we, the production manager. Yeah, <laughs> assistant <laughs> to me. Got which coffee. Was, he did a lot of work. He was great. Um, uh, the company that we had who brought in the sound was uh, Pierce Sound out of London. Oh, okay. And they actually were uh, a crew of a monitor engineer, a front of house engineer, a lighting engineer. And they were uh, actually crucial in the lighting design and a lot of the sound through that weekend. So oh, yeah. Well, it's a great job big all time. around. Pure? What was it? Pure sound. Pure sound. Nice. You want to sound fierce? Just call Pierce. Yeah. And we were watching, uh, I remember watching uh, uh, Texas King. Ah, uh, yeah. Which I is did not, mix them. They were fucking awesome. <laughs> which is out of I'm kind of obsessed with them right now. They're yeah, fucking yeah. great. Yeah. And, yeah, and we were watching Take them, and I, I couldn't believe it. Like, it was yeah. like, uh, it was so good, you know? Like, it was yeah. really like unexpected. Like, yeah. I didn't expect them to be as good as they were, and you're like, oh, this is I really- didn't expect it to, uh, it caught me off guard when a band with that kind of energy, energy, the way that they actually play their instruments is so powerful and energetic that um, the, the microphones are almost distorting to a point, and it just screams out of the speakers at you. Right. So when they first went on i was forced to bring everything back really fast because it was almost explosive oh yeah at that point you don't want to blow anything up mines would be blown yeah <laughs> so I was, I was watching that set and i was like looking at uh how it looked good it sounded good it was like really excellent and uh, the guy they look like rock stars yeah. up on stage you know they really look like real yeah, yeah. real honest to god rock stars and then i'm talking to the guy sing the singer and 
Jordan, and and uh, he's telling me how he's got like twelve cents in his bank account, and then if he's got to decide if he's gonna eat or feed his dog, you know, and stuff like that. And you're like, this is exactly what uh, everybody who's in any sort of like uh, creative venture's got to deal with. It's yeah. a reality that there's no money in it. In it's any a dive. It. Yeah. It, like anybody from Toronto, anybody from that music scene, you look what they're doing, and it's there's not m- a lot of money in it. Yeah, they've re- really got to work. It's all in cover bands. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it's true, really though. Like the, the, the way that it's like the only way that the masses will consume something is if it's packaged in a familiar way. Yeah. Yep. No one's looking for anything new or interesting. You mean you big, know? shiny tunes? Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. You had yeah. that. We all had that. Yeah. It's that yeah. big one package. I can hear it all at once. Yeah. It's like a karaoke bar it's where you so pick It's so true, though. You, like, you talk to anybody that's not... like We're all pretty musically interested, right? But you talk to the average person that like they go out and oh yeah there's some live music it's all cover like brain said it's all cover bands like that's they just want to hear somebody's music regurgitated yeah yeah. not something new maybe exciting like texas king or a band like like all original stuff yeah it was i don't know yeah it it seems like the people that are going to see that like i went to a way home festival it was a rock show right and rock is If it's not it's dead, it's on his last legs. Eh? You know, like I, I've, I have, I have hope for my um, th- that there's going to still be a fringe community that keeps it alive forever. I but. would say thanks to this past weekend, rock is still fucking alive. Yeah. What do you mean? There's still a few like those bands we went and watched. Oh yeah, Black yeah. and Queens of Stone. That's rock and roll. Like yeah, yeah, they're still making it. It's just like it's there's but, not many though. But it was pretty. It was. It shouldn't be as easy to get tickets to that as it was. Yeah. If it would have been twenty be years able to get ago. to the front. Yeah, if it was 20 easy. years ago, that that we would never have been able to get up to the front. Not even fucking close. Because in, in, when like in, when we were in our prime back in the <laughs> 90s, well, I shouldn't. I'm acting like Mike's my age, but I'm old. But like back in the <laughs> back in the 90s, you know, like me and Charters a, a day, they would uh, you'd you'd go to an event and there'd be like it was everyone was there. It was a big deal, you know. Now it's like you know even the big events are like half half assed because you can see it from at home. Yeah. You can see anything, that, and that's that's what's changed. I wish people it's, would listen. Accessibility is has really depleted. Now, bit. what do you think about like a celebrity? If uh, if if you are because celebrities are accessible, you know, on Twitter or whatever, you can like if you like uh, Queens of Stone Age, I'll just be like, I'll just follow Josh Homie on uh, Twitter and then tell him that I didn't like uh, the one song <laughs> because he was a little pitchy, right? That's the big problem with music. You know, you want to be big, and you got good music, and you want to go out and pump that. But when you got to start pumping Twitter, Facebook, you got to start worrying about what people think about you. No, fuck what I look like. Fuck what I do on my time. Listen to the music. Part of the allure I find with vinyl records is you got that Kiss album, and you're looking at it, you're like, these guys are bad. Who the fuck are these guys? Exactly. Now, yeah. I get a Kiss album, I'm like, who are these 30-year-old? That's well, not Ace Freely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you don't get that mystery. Yeah, so as yeah. soon as you get like the Josh homies yeah, and yeah. talk about those guys yeah. on Twitter, no, get back in the fucking studio, do as many drugs as you want, record the album. I don't care about your Instagram. I don't care about your Twitter. Yeah. I, yeah, might, yeah. I might follow them for business purposes, yeah, but I don't mis- really care. The mystery's yeah. gone. Even with the Twitter and Instagram, yeah. it's nicer. I always find it's nicer if you see the odd picture or the, what the person's up to. But not like uh, I don't want to like have a video of him like uh, taking a dump in the morning and talking about his breakfast or right. I don't give a fuck about that you know yeah. there needs to still be an, a, 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 a you know a, a part of like an era of mystery where you can fill in the blanks on a person where you can make them into because yeah. you it's like even the show 
like Ben, you're a listener of the show, right? Long time listener. Right? So yeah. and so Iron Sheik, one of my favorites. First time caller. <laughs> no, no, no. Second time caller. Oh, now. Second time. Yeah, and your first so it's your first time in the hall. And uh, do you think it dispels like you know? If you're a listener, you listen to it. Do you have a vision of it in your head, and that when you come into the room, it's like, oh, it's just this. It's just a small little room. No, no, no. I thought or, the, I thought the chill vibe was really nice. We were here early. We had our things, and then all of a sudden the boys showed up, and all of a sudden we started playing, and it turned into like, okay, welcome uh, to live from the Dutch Hall. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, this is kind of what I expected. Yeah, it's you more know. fun when the musicians come in. It, it really is because yeah. it. We, we, we the comics can come in and tell jokes, but. <laughs> I mean, I know all their jokes, right? But if you weren't, if you weren't a comedian, would that be better? If having comedians in, like seeing that, like I like, like the you're com- behind the curtain now. Yeah, yeah, but you know I do I mean? like when the, I like when those guys come in because I never get a chance to talk to them. Ah, okay. Because I work with them all. Because t- you're working at a show, so you got to be quiet. You can't be talking during the show, and then you just are, and you're worried about your set, so you're thinking it through, and so you never get a chance to talk to them about the business, right? Like right. about the the stuff you need to do to find out where what shows to book yourself at and how to you know get better and stuff like that yeah. just pick your people's brain so mm-hmm. this show is great for that you cut co- the comics come down and you get to catch up it's and that, not soulless yeah you know like it's not soulless like when you're on site it's all about you know getting shit done you come to this place we're all hanging out having a couple beverages i think that's what's nice about having for, i mean for for us or nocturnal emissions having other musicians in is cool like I've been lucky enough to hang out with you guys enough to get to know you, so that's... Many a good day. Yeah, yeah, it's been great, right? But, like, it's so cool to... Because it's the same thing in music, right? Like, yeah. you just go, you play your... Like, we've played with these guys, and, uh, yeah, we were all kind of focused, and we hang out after as much as you can, but... We've had the same fan's blood on our shirts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, we're, like, we're like blood brothers, but it wasn't our blood. Yeah. Uh, what's the story there? I don't know. Uh, which one? Well, yeah. Which but time in there's Delhi? blood on instruments. Oh, there's blood on yeah. fucking Delhi. stages. No, it, there's it, blood in. It, it's hard to explain to people that time in the life. Like we were a band. We didn't give a shit. We just wanted to play some rock and roll. We had a good brother band, yeah. and we went to towns and like, oh, you played in a rock band. It's like, yeah, I did. We we did okay. We had a great album. Everything's good. But what you didn't see was when the bar cleared out. That was always the best at the RPP and Crown the Lion, yeah. and also you know under the radar. Yeah, those yeah, were just, the, just those were the best out. shows yeah. because you'd go out there and everyone would be inebriated <laughs> and there'd be fisticuffs like there yeah. there'd be there'd be cops every time and i've seen more buddies throw punches and get punched than a fucking jean-claude van damme movie like but, it's just did your band fight you know every time it's been us kind of having to move the fighters out of the way so that we could get up the stairs or through the door to get our gear out in which cases, yeah, they would usually stop and let yeah. us get through, and then they would continue fisticuffs. It saved, it saved my ass a few times. Uh, there was a moment where we were playing in London, and a friend of mine was getting uh, kicked on the ground, and I saw it and might have been inebriated, and came and threw an elbow. And all, right. all of a sudden, his buddy grabbed me. Now his buddy's going to pound me. Let's call a spade a spade here. Like, and he was hey, hey, and, and he, easy on the racist stuff. <laughs> sorry. Well, well played. Yeah, sorry. I so didn't mean to run. He's pulling up to punch me, and I definitely have pulled the. I'm in the band, and after 30 years of not getting my nose fucking broken, I'll pull that card. Yeah. You know, getting beat up doesn't hurt that bad. That's the truth, too. It really doesn't. Not when you're getting beat up. It hurts more like after. Yeah, about two days after. Yeah, yeah. After is not fun, but the but during is fine. 
Because you have so much adrenaline. Yeah, you don't feel anything. You just feel like you're invincible. But then afterwards, you feel terrible because you did a stupid thing. Yeah, you wonder when you wake yeah. up and your fucking yeah. head is just pounding. But I remember the first time like, I got in a fight and I got beat up. I was like, you know what? I should have been fighting a lot more because <laughs> this didn't hurt that, as bad as I thought. Like I was afraid of fighting because I thought I'd, it would hurt more. But it really didn't hurt that bad. And I thought I should have fought more people. I thought about all these people that were lipping me, and I'm like, just didn't do nothing. I'm like, I should have punched that fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, you know what I mean, Paul, eh? Yeah. You've punched a lot of guys, Paul. eh, Paul? No, just a couple. Just a couple? <laughs> I went to lunch with Paul one time to this bar in Port Dover, my brother Paul. Hey, gen- gen- uh, you know a Paul to be a gentleman? Hey, Ben, he comes in the you know, never had nothing. Very professional. Very professional. Look at the cigarette set up. Professional bartender. <laughs> yeah, he got a bartender. He got a cigarette set up for uh, Kev. And uh but Paul uh Paul we went to this one place in Port Dover for lunch and uh they were like, No, Paul, we can't let you in. Lifetime ban. <laughs> what? <laughs> lifetime ban, is that not right? Lifetime oh, yeah. ban. And lifetime ban and it was like and Paul just says to him, The guy had a glass jaw. <laughs> <laughs> Your bouncer had a glass jaw, it's not my fault. Right? Is that true? Yeah, that is a true story. <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime ban. Do they lift it? Yeah, well, he dropped one shot like, fuck, he's a bouncer. Come on. Is it, now, is it Canadian life, like 25 years, or is it like American life forever? Yeah, well, I think they... I just they, had to say sorry. Oh, you had to say sorry. <laughs> yeah, I had to say sorry. <laughs> it is funny when they have, like, a picture of you, but it's like when you look good, you know, like back in your prime. <laughs> That's not him anymore. He's okay now. Still banned, yeah. yeah. What's easy, Paul? Now they're like, oh, if you, let, you punished yeah. yourself enough. <laughs> Give him a plate of perch. <laughs> You're allowed in. Get a plate of perch. <laughs> anyway, I don't forget how I got onto that, my brother. But you know what we got to do before the show's over is play a little segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. This week's feedback is brought to you by Amazon. If you'd like to go to Live from the Dutch Hall's website, that's www.livefromthedutchhall.com. You can click on our Amazon banners if they show up. And Depends on your browser. Yeah, Chrome doesn't work that good. So, uh, or Firefox. I don't know. One of them doesn't work that Windows. good. Uh, everything. Uh, no one, uh, Internet. Yeah. I got no money from Amazon. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Amazon, thank you for everyone that's done that. Because some of that money's going to come back and help the show. And the Army Electric. Oh, yes. You know what? Now's a busy time of year. Not only does Derek have to look after uh, his four children, his wife, his business, his employees. And now he's got to look after all the farmers who are in the peak of their season, running all their electrical things at their full capacity, blowing shit up and doing all the crazy stuff they do. And you know what they don't need is you homeowners at home bothering them with your petty bullshit, okay? It's not important. So you got some problems in your house. Who doesn't? Who doesn't, you know? Uh, go down to the, uh, Florida. They got fucking problems. They're not calling Derek Jeremy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> He's fucking busy. He's fucking busy. busy. Leave him alone. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Jeremy Electric, if we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And we don't get it right the second time. You can go fuck yourself. Brought to you by Clean Flow. <laughs> and uh, Van Dyke Party <laughs> Services. You know, we're back to school time. And what happens with back to school time is uh, you, you you think, you know what you might want to have? Daytime party. Oh. Kids are going to school. Yeah. Right? You're unemployed. 
right, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> pool's so, still open. The pool's no, Steve's still open. Actually, I, I, Steve's not employed at gonna all. Gonna have a couple I'm afternoon busy. cocktails. Uh, what? Gonna have a couple afternoon cocktails. But it turns out, okay. if you do it by yourself, you're just a lonely, drunken alcoholic. Yeah. Right. That's Some sad. It's not fun at all. You're just drowning your sorrows. You're covering up your problems with an alcohol abuse problem. Right. <laughs> you're ma- two wrongs don't make a right. You know what would make it better? Van Dyke Party Services, you give us an email live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com and we'll send you between 5 and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins in bright yellow jackets. And I'll tell you, your lonely, drunken day is going to be the time of your life. And all it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash, plus all of our expenses, which will be dear. Oh, yes. And if you're not 100% satisfied, we will return your $100. No questions asked. But those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Hopefully. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Also brought to you by Clean Flow. Oh, uh, what up, Clean Flow? <laughs> the greatest sponsor ever. Of all time. Yeah, you want to lubricate something? Go and do yourself a favor. Do a search for Clean Flow. Yeah, we got a that's great. That's with a K. We got a great guest over here supporting a nice Van Dyke Party Service cup. Enjoying cup. Yeah, that's right. Some beverages out of it. Yes. Mm. Also, and uh, made by Clean Flow. Yeah. Braden, just a nice big jug of whatever's in there. <laughs> yeah. Enjoying it. Screwdriver. A mm. screwdriver. Oh, orange juice. He might get sick, but he won't get scurvy. <laughs> no. What you're going to get is a red bum from the acid. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a red bum. Be a baboon. Dave, you know this. You've changed diapers, right? Oh, yeah. You don't want to give too much orange juice. You get yeah. a red bum, right? And But you will get it. You'll, you'll, no scurvy, which is great. You know what you can't... Scurvy is different than... Uh, Scavies. Oh, (laughs) very different. That's different, right? What's scavies? Like scavies? Uh, Neither are good. Yeah, it's like shingles. It's not on the uh, privates? I think it it is. I I I think it's an STI. Hopefully it's not. STI now, Dave? Infection. You are kind of old school STD, right? (laughs) You're just trying to seem younger by saying STI. It's a new world. That's what all the kids are saying now. What's STI? SDI mm-hmm. is what the kids say now. They're Sexually transmitted infection. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh. Yeah. Sounds Not disease. Injection. It's too offensive. What? Yes. Disease is too offensive anymore. That disease. I don't like to hear it. <laughs> it makes me seem like uh, <laughs> sad. But wait, but wait. I, I think it really comes down to how long it lasts. <laughs> like when I think disease, I'm gonna die. Like uh, something's gonna be with me forever. But an infection, it's like. Okay. So, so got- herpes should be a sexually transmitted disease. STD. You're not going to cure it. Correct. But, but it's not going to kill you. No, it's not going to kill you. And AIDS t- should be an STD. <laughs> yeah, but AIDS doesn't AIDS. kill you anymore. Magic Johnson. That's my footnote. Check out Magic Johnson. <laughs> then there's, yeah. then there is no STDs. What else sexually kills you? It's <sighs> a good question. STI but... for hepatitis. I'm sure a bladder infection <laughs> would kill you. Damn, he got me on hepatitis. <laughs> um, Scabies was previously known as the seven-year itch. Uh, what? It's like breaking a mirror. I thought that's when you cheated on your wife after seven years of marriage. Yeah, and then you get scabies after. (laughs) Oh, from banging (laughs) a dirty brain. Ah, it's from it's a dirty. So it is a dirty disease. Yeah, Yeah. skin infestation by the mite. I can't pronounce it. Sarcoptes scabii. That's that's like seven years of having fleas. Now I don't know if you ever had fleas before. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. My girlfriend, uh, my it was now my wife. She had fleas when we started. It it happens. It's happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, we worked at an agricultural producer of fine furs. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <Mink> farm. <laughs> oh, that's what he means to say. Did he have fleas? 
on his mink. Thanks for translating. Well, there's like 30,000 of them. Yeah. What's going to happen? Probably a couple of them had scabies. Chances uh, are. Mink farms are gross. That's I, an understatement. Oh, they're gross. <laughs> they're it's like a Holiday Inn. Those animals are like vicious, and they yeah. put them in little cages. It stinks like horrible With ammonia. Little fucking tennis balls and you golf feed them balls. Snakes. No, no, no. You don't give them entertainment. Oh, they, uh, have you been it. to Jeff Mitchell's farm? Well, yeah, I've whistled a few times. That fucked a few. He's up. upgraded. He's giving them toys. toys. You feed them. And they just hundreds in circles <laughs> that, that's, that <laughs> around that goes. same ball. Oh, yeah? Pretty, yeah spooky. Pretty intense. No, not, I haven't fucking worked not there. spooky. I mean, look what we do to other agricultural things. If you no, I don't at, mind it at all. I'm just saying it's like, it's like because they're vicious in cages. You don't go to a cow. You know, you go to see a, bunch, a field of cows or like a pen. There's like a dumb animal mooing. They don't do anything. Obviously, we're going to kill you and have our way with you. You're big and delicious and stupid. You know, but a mink... It's trying to fight you back. Like, you're really, like, taking him against his will because of his de- uh, delightful coat you like to pet. <laughs> but I think you don't like to pet the asshole. What if, mink. The, what if the minks were also delicious? Would, would it be then okay? I'd eat then? it yeah. and wear their, their, their fur for gloves. <laughs> but what if it's God's way? Like, what if God, if he really wanted them, they would have <laughs> thumbs. They don't have thumbs. He wants us to industrialize. If sharks had opposable thumbs or elephants, they could probably industrialize. There's a song they about didn't. this. Yeah, but they, but they didn't. So maybe that's God's way of telling us it's okay to, I don't want to use the term exterminate, but to utilize. Are you German by chance? <laughs> uh, no. No? Okay, just curious, Steve. They have, they have the worst haircut. I saw the way Steve was nodding and looking at you, and it was like, oh, I don't know, it sounds no. German. Irish, we've had enough uh, persecution. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, I, I don't know if I agree with that uh, necessarily, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I don't think anybody does. No, uh, but I think that. Um, oh shit! I lost my whole train of thought. But I think we got to do one game before the end of the show. Okay. All right. That's is that feedback? We got feedback. We're done. Oh, no, two hundred show. Did we get any? We didn't get any feedback. We we have to talk about the two hundred show. Next week is our two hundredth episode. Two zero zero. So if you have suggestions, if you'd like to be in the studio audience, if you'd like to be a part of the two hundredth episode of Live from the Dutch Hall. Or you'd like to be part of our new shop tours, yeah. which will be happening in the fall. What up? Uh, give us an email, live from the Dutch Hall, g- at gmail.com, or you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You can give us a, a messenger message on either of those things. There's lots of ways to get in touch with us. We're either at Live from the Dutch Hall or Dutch Hall on any of those uh, platforms. So just go ahead and do that. That's it. Yeah. And uh, no, we don't have any feedback because we're on a two- rare Tuesday show. Or a Tuesday show today. Aww. And. Uh, so we have Paul. Can you have those piles? And can you distribute those piles? Our guests uh, are going to play. Hey, Pete. Yeah, we got. Uh, we have guests? eight piles of jokes. Right. <laughs> eight piles of jokes that we're we going to distribute. We don't have comedians. We have musicians. But one thing that Steve brought up, because Steve brought it was a Steve brought up an idea for the show. Right. Hey, Steve. I'm going to give you a round of applause. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Idea. An idea for the show. He actually contributed. On short notice. And he says, I'd like to do a dad joke game. And I was like, oh, I'll consider doing a dad joke game because because I find the idea of dad jokes to be offensive. <laughs> and I think that the fact that they group bad jokes into dad jokes Thank you, Paul. is not exactly accurate. Well, I, I, I personally love dad Thank jokes, you. but as a non-dad, I feel that that label kind of kills it like let me tell you a dad joke yeah that's right when you and you are not a dad thank you i should have an x on my passport for that right so that's why i take more offense to the show uh, to the to the title uh, as, as it is so therefore therefore 
I've decided to get to distribute three jokes to each of you. You can choose through whichever one. We're gonna go through a point system. Now we're gonna find out a lot about ourselves here. We're gonna find out whether or not Kevin, Braden, and uh, Ben, who are not dads that they know of, no, <laughs> right? Correct. If they find these jokes funny, then it's proof positive that these are not dad jokes. If uh, or Mike, you're in that category too. Not a dad, right? So not those four. Dad. Nope. If charters. Steve, who've, who've created most of the world, Paul, or myself, who have bred at a lesser uh, rate, and Steve and Dave, who are just freaking out of control. <laughs> but both uh, fixed at this point in time, right? You've stopped breeding. Thank it, God. It is over. Anyways, you will know if, if these jokes are bad and uh, you like them and no one else likes them, then you are, in fact, a lame dad. And our, and uh, and this is what your future is: is to laugh at piece of shit jokes, right? Which nobody wants to, for themselves, right? Bad paintings, right? You I have like to admit those. that you are lame. All right. So you have three jokes in front of you. You don't have to. You don't have to. Uh, um, you pick your best one. The first round. If you, no one laughs at your joke, you are out. You don't get to move on. If someone laughs at your joke, we will analyze why they laughed at your stupid joke. <laughs> then you get to move on to the next round, and you have two more jokes to choose from. Therefore, and if you have a joke that's a dad joke that is not one of your three, and you want to go and pull an audible, do one of your own jokes. Whoa. Go ahead and do it. I was, right. just give, I was just giving you a, a help. Ben gets All right. Ready. <laughs> Let's start with our first contestant, Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Joke is, why can't you hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? Why? Because the P is silent. I heard uh, Brayden uh, sniffle. Yeah. Brayden sniffled, which is the, the only uh, reaction we got, and not a dad at all. That's true. Right. So, Steve, I'm going to let you go on for the uh, that little uh, airy thing out of his nose that he did. Like, oh, all right. So that was a point? I'm, uh, that's how. That's yeah. That's more reaction than that joke deserved. We'll give you one point. Right. If you can figure out the joke, then it's not a joke. And I, I knew that one for this punchline. Go, Michael Bow on okay. the uh, the band leader. <laughs> Why did the Clydesdale give the pony a glass of water? Why? 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 Because he was a little horse. <laughs> you guys I laughed at that because of the way you said it. Yeah, yeah, I did too, actually. <laughs> yeah. Not smile. a little horse, but a little horse. I said, right. <laughs> try to confuse. It wasn't the delivery that time. Yeah. It wasn't so much in the joke. Yeah. I agree with that, hundred percent. Yeah, Mike gets a say, and I don't even then. consider that a dad joke because he had like universal acceptance it of worked. that joke. Yeah. Right. Anyway, <laughs> but it was all delivery. That's not the jokes. point of jokes, isn't it? It's all in the delivery. <laughs> yeah, it is true. It is true because, like, if you look at some people, they'll say things that absolutely aren't funny. Like, uh, some people, it's about the jokes, but you look at some people, it's about the personality. They'll say things that's not funny, oh, yeah. but to that, when they say it, it's funny because yeah. it's just the way they say it, right? Anyways, charters, go. How do you make holy water? How? How? You boil the hell out of it. That is silence. That is crickets. I wish I had my old soundboard back. That Did you hear that? How nobody liked it? Uh, yeah, bad joke. And also, Cheddar's got like three jokes. He went for the religious joke first because it suited him the best, thing. Eh? Because he knew he had to go to honor his God and stuff like that. And look where it got him. Out of the contest, Charters. Oh. <laughs> no one laughed. Oh. No I get, one. I get to try again, though, right, when we go around again? Uh, No, you're out. That was the rules. If you listen <laughs> at the beginning of the thing, you're out. I want to do one more. 
<laughs> you can keep him for the end. If you, uh, I might, but you get no points. You're out. Ben Perrier, you have a joke? You going off the record or are you going on the record? I'm going to start the first round. I expect you to laugh. I've got more material coming up. <laughs> Why did the chicken door, the chicken coop, have two doors? Because if they had four, they'd be a sedan. Delivery good, but I'm surprised you didn't get charters. And the joke stunk. The the the. Uh, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. A sedan and a coupe. Four doors. Like if you got to explain oh, it, it's coupe. not funny. I get it now. You're you're. Oh, fuck wow. you, Dave. Oh no. That one is made for you. That you're bad like joke. a master of industry. You don't know that. It's a bad joke. Okay. Anyways, Ben's out. You should have went. Out, you, but you. Oh, we might have to give you another round, Braden. I just watched a documentary about beavers. It was the best damn show I ever saw. Uh, is this a documentary? Oh. The best damn show. You get it, oh, Steve? Damn. Oh. I'm like, is it Saw or Damn? <clears throat> wow. I'm going to say there's no one for that either. Wow. Dad or not dad, it was not a well-accepted joke. a good one. Wow. Kevin. A woman is on trial for beating her husband to death with his guitar collection. Judge says, first offender. She says, no. First a Gibson, then a Fender. <laughs> I'll give it a pause. Yes. Yes. Paul, got, Paul got that one. That's clever. Kevin's on. And Paul, you're dad. So that is a dad joke. First a Gibson, then a Fender. And you did an actual dad laugh as well. <laughs> I'll say uh, five fourths of people admit they're bad with fractions. I gotta like it, <laughs> but you get you gotta do math to do it. Is that the end of it? Yeah, five fourths of people, or five quarters of people. I get it. Maybe five quarters would work better. I don't know what I, whatever it was you're out. What do you got? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh man, I got three bad ones. Don't trust atoms; they make up everything. Ah, come on, Steve. Oh, nothing. I thought I'd get Steve because it was a science joke. It was highbrow, <laughs> right? Sure. Why? What do you mean? I don't know. Why am I the science guy? Because you're German. <laughs> they stole Germans and made them into scientists to create the space program. Aren't you all good at, at uh, world domination and science? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. Genocide as well. <laughs> <laughs> so who's oh, no. in the second round? Allegedly. I'm in, I think I am. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a okay, second round. Steve, you got one? All right, this is not a great joke, but uh, what do you call a dog that can do magic? A labracadabra door. <laughs> yeah, that was Long-winded, eh? Yeah. Long you know what, though? You could have sold it with a goofy look on your face if you would have been like, a labracadabra door. <laughs> <laughs> waka waka waka. Put some dance moves on it. <laughs> right? Can't oh. take that dog for a walk. Yeah, a little Fuzzy Bear. Fuzzy Bear the action. So sorry, Steve, waka, you're up. Waka waka waka. <laughs> Mike, you're up there. You got one? Uh, yeah, I don't know which one to pick or to go off the board. Because <laughs> Do you know uh, my one? father, Marius Bo, is a very good uh, teller of, of dad jokes. Dad jokes. He loves a good dad What's joke. What's one of his favorites? His most know? famous is, uh, I guess I'll use it now. That's all I got for ammunition. <laughs> he likes to talk about the Germans, Steve. Oh, great. <laughs> you know what he likes to say about him? O for 2 at home. No! 
He does. I've heard him say that about a hundred <laughs> times. He loves yeah. that joke. <laughs> yeah. And everybody gets confused by it. Yeah, and you moved on to the next round because Ben loved it. Thanks, ben. <laughs> I did. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Charters. You know what? You're out of the competition, and I see how sad you are, but you have one more joke you want to tell. You should have maybe told the first time, dipshit. I should have. Go ahead. Give All one. Right. Just for shits and giggles. Throw what, one out there. What kind of bees make milk? What kind, Dave? Boobies. Oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Mike did like it. Like that, it. that is not a dad joke. That is a... It's not... That is a young uh, tobacco farmer joke. <laughs> I believe. <clears throat> so a stupid joke. Stupid joke. Who's left in there? Bray? Uh, no, Kevin. How do you make a Kleenex dance? Uh, How? You put a little boogie in it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, Paul laughed. Is that a real laugh? <laughs> that was a little bit of a. <laughs> you haven't heard that? I thought I heard that. <laughs> How do you say boogie? Too. Boogie. Boogie. He has to say boogie. There's a little boogie in it. Boogie? Boogie. Boogie? Or boogie. Or boogie. 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 If you're going to boogie, right? Put a little boogie. It makes it sound fun it. to pick your notes. <laughs> and uh, Paul, are you still in? <laughs> no, mine are retarded. Uh, <laughs> spring is here. I got so excited I wet my pants. <laughs> no, that's not what it says. Say it again. Spring is here. I got so excited I wet my pants. Plants. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That was a winner. Yeah, I wet my plants. That was actually my favorite one. That's a good joke. Anyways, no winners to this. There's no winners. You know who the real winners are? The listeners of Live from the Dutch yeah, Hall. We should have just let them play rock and roll because it was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, wow. We did ruin the evening by having to do this show, but uh, we'll get back to having a good time. I'd like to thank all of my guests, uh, the, the three members of Red Party Pirates. Is there any uh, uh, gigs you want to plug for coming up or any of the things that you want to promote? Nothing? No. Uh, Sault Ste. Marie and somewhere in Quebec. Oh, yeah. And then Holland for a month. Oh, oh awesome. Oh, You're going to Holland. Holland? Have you been before? Is it Holland? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the Fuckles. The Fuckles. Where, where is that located exactly? Oh, Shotland. Shotland, Holland, northern Belgium. Oh. By uh, Limburg. Uh, Limburg. <laughs> what was the other one, Dave? You made Antwerp. Antwerp, yeah. Oh, Fuckles. Oh, Fuckles, yeah. But anyways, uh, if you'd like to... Um, Just... Give us some feedback, you know? <laughs> but you know what you can do to help us? When you see anything on social media, share it. That'd be nice. Or you can just tell a friend that we exist. That way more people will know about us. Or uh, give a, tell us what you think about our show. And if you'd like to be part of the 200th uh, episode audience, uh, give me a message live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com. Other than that, we will see you, NT. See you next Thursday. Thank you for everyone for coming in. <laughs>